Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. Telling you right now, if these aren't in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. You don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of the Entrepreneur Encounter, and we're going to give you a behind the scenes glance into our businesses, give you genuine feedback, tips and tricks, plus occasionally bring on guests that care about supporting you to grow your business organically and nurturing authentic relationships. Are you ready? According to the American Psychiatric Association, more than one in four people report that they anticipate stress in the beginning of this year alone. Of course, the top is like personal finances, but although this is generalized to the population as a whole, as entrepreneurs, it is extremely common for us as well. Welcome back, listeners. In case that intro statement did not get your blood pumping and let you know what we're going to talk about today. It is stress management for entrepreneurs. We are hopefully going to help you figure out how to stay productive and healthy during almost any season of life that you're in, whether it's a low season, if you happen to be a wedding planner and you don't have clients, so you're just in a weird phase, or if you're just launching your business and you feel like you're doing 2,100 different tasks simultaneously and hoping nothing comes crashing down. Like wherever you are in your business, we hope to help you stay productive, avoid overwhelm and remain as healthy as possible. Because we as entrepreneurs, I know I do a lot and I'm pretty sure Sarah does too. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we stress a lot about so many different things. So how are we going to handle the stress to help us stay steadily moving forward and being our most productive selves? I don't know about you, Dana, but I'm going to be very honest with everybody listening that this whole week has been extremely stressful for me, but I've had to obviously recognize the stressors and figure out like how to go about not freaking out, right? Because sometimes when we stress Our whole bodies get tense and we just want to throw things. So we need to figure out the common stressors. I love my kids to death, but they're home this week from school because summer started and trying to figure out the balance between working while they're home. And that's common for a lot of entrepreneurs that are parents. But we have to, again, like figure out that balance. I think one of the sanity savers that we have right now in my house, because I'm the planner, as I started like two months ago thinking, what are we going to do during the summer? How are we going to keep the balance? Because my dynamic in my household is very different. It is supremely non-traditional. I have a partner that lives with me, spouse, soon to be spouse, whenever you listen to this (laughs) recording. (laughs) And then I have a roommate who has children. So we're one big, some most of the time, happy family. <laughs> Me and her balance a lot during the day. We also both work from home doing various things. She'll assist me sometimes with client work, but she's also a musician. So she has multiple things that she has to balance on top of us, both trying to help the older kids be independent, help them or guide them to helping with the younger children, and then balancing all of that in between, making sure they're fed, making sure they have enough 
time away from screen and everywhere else in between while also setting a good example, which is important to me, of how my business inspires them, how it balances, because I want to make sure that I'm setting a good example and I'm not always stressed and like wanting to pull my hair out. I don't ignore them because they feel like my job's more important to them and the 50,000 other things that goes on in my head. And when I'm worried about those things. So I knew this is going to be a source of stress for both of us if we didn't have some sort of plan. So that's going to be like our first recommendation for our listeners is to identify common stressors to you and your journey. Is it financial stress? Is it the amount of hours you are putting in? Is it the self-imposed high expectations that you have, whether it's from internal sources or if you've just got caught up in the Pinterest perfect social media glamour that other people just hide behind? It's crucial to recognize these sources so that you can effectively learn to pull away the curtain and like really manage it and be aware and develop a support system. I know I've been in business for this business since 2020 and I had to seriously lean into my community and that's where my roommate came from. When we first started being friends, she was mentioned something in passing about helping with photography, photo something at the time I was working on. I was like, oh, Lord, please take this off my plate. And then it just kind of stemmed from there. Like once I started delegating, I realized like how much easier it got. Like, I mean, I still, oh, it's mine, but it's a lot easier now that I've worked on developing that support system. Developing a support system is extremely important. I have to agree with that. So my support system is within my family. And I'm very grateful for that. Because although I'm the only one in my family that has a business. So it's hard for me to like ask questions or like get their advice on things because obviously they've never had a business and they're not entirely sure how that works. But just being able to vent my stresses, even though they may not understand what I'm doing, they are still supportive and they try their very best to help in any way that they can. So wherever you can find that support system within your family, your community, with us, whoever, because we are all here for each other. I really like the idea. I'm in the same boat of my dad has openly admitted that he has no idea what I do. (laughs) He doesn't understand. (laughs) My sister has made jokes about some of my posts. And she's like, you seem more like a life coach than someone that helps in business. And I was like, I mean, (laughs) if you know anything, anything that affects for me, my personal life is going to affect my business because I am a small business. I don't have like a big giant mega team. So if I'm overwhelmed with the mess that's in my bedroom slash office, then it's going to affect my ability to pay attention to my client work or to projects specifically to grow my own business. So perfect segue into effective time management and work-life balance. One of the first things that I really had to dive into for myself as I established myself as a full-blown CEO and grown-up and coordinator of all things that are chaotic in my season of life was to establish clear boundaries. As entrepreneurs, we often struggle with maintaining that healthy work-life balance. When I first launched my business, I was working a full-time job. Plus doing this, I just had a baby. 
who didn't like to sleep because none of my children like to sleep at night. So any time that I wasn't doing my full-time job and didn't have to give direct attention to my kids, my laptop was out, my phone was in my hand so that I could, as best I could, keep up with client work and figuring out how to grow my business. I didn't have set boundaries. I worked at all hours and I was burning the candle at all three ends. I was eventually like, I burn out. I would have a lot of like breakdowns. I noticed that I would sit at my desk and just kind of space out because I didn't know exactly how to move forward because there were no boundaries to guide myself. I laugh now because I still struggle with it from time to time, mainly because I love to get my clients happy. But I've had to learn to add blank space into my calendar. You know, it's crazy for the last like five or six months, I've been working like Friday nights, Saturday nights, just because for me, it's like, what else do I do? My kids go to bed and I'm like, I can stay up late and watch TV or I can stay up late and work. And I was working, just doing all the things behind the scenes of my business. And over the last two weekends, I did not. I didn't work on Friday night. I didn't work a Saturday night. It felt really weird because when I went back to work on Monday, for some reason I felt behind, but I wasn't. Now that the last two weekends I didn't work, now I'm going to myself keep that routine going because one, if I'm going to keep working weekends, I know I will burn out and I don't want to do that. So I think that is my boundary of telling myself, no, don't work on a Friday and a Saturday night. Just do something else. So that's where I had to draw the line. So I'm really bad. I recognized of if things get busy and hectic, then my health priorities definitely get pushed aside. So if I don't work out first thing in the morning, it won't happen at all that day. So I had to put it on the calendar. I had to say, I'm not sitting at my desk until I do a workout. Even if it's a 10 minute workout from one of my apps that I'm currently obsessed with, then I can't sit down. Even if it's 10 minutes, I have to say that I did a workout because it makes me feel better the next day. Like I really don't see the effects. So prioritizing tasks helps me clear my head. It helps me just feel better. I have reminders on my watch to remind me to stand up because there are times where I will sit here for five hours and not move unless I'm like spinning in my chair. So prioritizing tasks is a great way to reduce the overwhelm. It helps you get those brain breaks. And there's so many different techniques out there. A couple of them is the Pomodoro technique, which I believe is 25 minutes of work and then you get like a five minute break, something along those increments. But you can change it. It could be 15, 20 minutes to power through a task and then take a five minute break, get up, stretch, walk to your kitchen, get water, go stand on your porch, do the laundry, something. Anything away from your desk. I do this one a lot. There's also the Eisenhower Matrix. This can help you also with the work-life balance. Something that I'm working on specifically for the month of June is a time audit. Every task I do, I'm recording my time. Even if it's doing the laundry, making lunch for my kids, meal planning. Like these are the things outside of my desk. But how long does it take me to set up newsletters? If that's eating up too much of my time, I need to start delegating that. Anything else that I do, client work, I need to make sure that my clients are getting the dedicated time, which I already did time myself, but I'm being more proactive and making sure like I don't 
let my brain get sidetracked. And then I'm just kind of guessing mm, that was about 20 minutes. Well, then I end up doing more work for them and not getting paid for it. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about those different techniques, like going outside. For me, at least, because working from home and being inside all the time, I have to go outside. I literally have to go outside. And if the kids are not in school before we do anything, like right after breakfast, I'm like, let's get out and go to the park. Like yesterday, we were at the park for like two hours and it made me feel better. It's so funny because like people say like, take your kids to the park for them to get their exercise, get the energy out. I go to the park because of me, honestly, because it's like for me to get outside and, you know, refresh my brain and stuff because I feel that that's a stress relieving activity. Others will probably journal, yoga, whatever that they do to help them with stress because stress sucks. And a lot of people end up going to the doctor because of stress related anything. I think it was like last year, the percentage was 76% of people went to the doctor because of stress alone. Ew. The number was high. And it's crazy. I understand that there's a lot going on, but you have to put yourself first. And with that putting yourself first, I know a lot of our listeners are going to say, well, that might be selfish or if you put too much. But think about it. If you are so busy and focused on using a cup analogy of pouring your cup into other people's buckets, but you never take time to refill your cup, eventually you're going to be empty and you have nothing left to offer yourself, your family, your friends, your clients, anything. So adopting some sort of stress management technique is vital and key. I know a lot of places on the interwebs mention, <laughs> like Sarah said, going outside and like getting into nature, doing yoga or journaling. I like the idea of journaling. I hate journaling. <laughs> it's not my thing whatsoever. So I have lots of journals who I think, oh yeah, I'm going to do this one. And I don't. I make it like three pages and it's just not my thing. So I read a lot because I can do it from my phone if I don't have the time to like physically pick up a book. But even just a few pages before I go to bed or if I'm on my lunch break and I just really don't want to do something, I just want to do like my own thing, then I'll read. I have implemented yoga again and getting my body to stretch because my joints and things just don't work as well as they used to. But that type of seemingly small stress-reducing activity can have a big impact in so many areas of your life. Another thing that I like and shameless plug is the HoneyBook Client Relationship Management Tool, or I think they're like, they call themselves a client flow management or something in their app on your phone. And I'm like showing Sarah, even though you lovely listeners can't see it. But if you don't have it, you should get it. In the app, if you go to the tools, there's a breathe. <laughs> there you go. And it will help you take five deep breaths whenever you need it. That's pretty cool. So if client work is getting you stressed out and like you breathe in and exhale following that circle, you can do it from the desktop. I only noticed it from the app, but I don't know any other CRM that works like that. But if I'm overwhelmed and like I need something to help me focus and like quickly get out of my head, I have used this multiple times, usually while I'm waiting in the car line or sitting at the library and my kids to me are just acting a little bit extra. I will open up my work app to take deep breaths. <laughs> 
and it's for you guys. So to everyone that's listening, hopefully you're in the Facebook group by now. What are you doing this week since it is at the time of this recording, like the beginning of a month? What are you doing this week to help with stress? Share your ideas with us. Maybe it's something that we didn't talk about today and we can utilize in our own lives. I'm always open to learning some way to like manage my stress. Well, we hope to see you guys in the Facebook group and all the information is in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Remember, soft skills aren't just some fluffy buzzwords that get thrown around in the corporate world. They're the key to unlocking your full potential as a professional and a human being. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and seek out opportunities to improve your soft skills. Sarah and I have a variety of workshops, online courses, and complimentary clarity calls for you to practice in real time with us. Links are always in the show notes. And be sure to join us next time for more insights, tips, and tricks to help you succeed in your entrepreneur encounter.